It's time for Inside the MFL, the official sports talk radio show of the Minor Football League. It's football, baby! Football fans, this show is for you, as the show brings you the most up-to-date information from the league's franchises across the country. Let's get it going now! It's time to get Inside the MFL with your hosts, Dr. Richard Miles Sr. and Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Hello, everyone, and welcome into a brand new edition of Inside the MFL, your official sports talk radio show of the Minor Football League, the nation's only professional developmental football league, headquartered right here in our nation's capital of Washington, D.C., where each and every week we take you in and around the league, give you the latest news, updates, and analysis, hear exclusive talk from our MFL front office, get access to player interviews, player coaches, and so much more. This is your one-stop MFL shop. And as always, we are so delighted you all have joined us here this Saturday morning as we broadcast live on DC Radio. As always, I'm your co-host, Kelsey Nicole Nelson, joined by none other than the MFL boss man, Dr. Richard D. Miles Sr., CEO, Chairman, and founder of the Minor Football League. Dr. Miles, how are you this fine Saturday morning? It's nice. It's, a, it's, it's The weather has changed. You can tell winter is here. But then again, that doesn't stop the minor football league. As you know, the MFL is the laboratory of change, meaning we want to bring former players from the field to the front office, give the young men an opportunity to play in a professional minor league system. So, you know, we we really getting, you know, we're on the move in terms of what we're doing. Of course, we're still going through all these this 30 coaches that applied for uh coaching jobs and intern uh, positions with the minor football league. So, you know, we go on to that. We also have the dance team, you know, we know we're going to have everything in place this year uh, before way before the season starts. So uh, we're excited about that. And, you know, we're also excited about uh, the things that the MFL is doing in the community. More importantly, the MFL, our programs, we're going to have a conversation with different uh, people in the um, in the city in terms of what we're doing with the football program and with our youth service programs as well. Uh, unfortunately, you know, as you know, a lot of things, violence going on in the city yes. and not, uh, not only here, but around the country. And we got to save these young black men because it's too many uh, young black men are dying and being incarcerated. So we need to have a conversation and that's something the NFL the MFL definitely want to do. We want to look forward to having this conversation with the powers to be. Like you said, with the powers to be. Dr. Miles, you're keeping us all updated on all the MFL is doing. Always busy with the minor football league, as you said, being involved in the community, getting ready for next season. Basically, it's a league that never sleeps, right? Always planning for the future. It's even great for me to get updates. Since I'm fresh off the plane from Charlotte, Dr. Miles. Uh, but, you know, as yes. you talk about, you know, next year being... You're always on the go. <laughs> I'm a busy woman, booked and busy, but because I'm blessed. No other way to put it, Dr. Miles. But Dr. Miles, you talk about all the great stuff the league is doing and especially being ready for next season. Why don't you talk about some of the things that have been put in place to get ready? Like I know you're interviewing head coaching candidates uh, for the minor football league, Bobby Wilson Diversity Fellowship Program, and so much more. Absolutely. I mean, Jamie Dukes and, you know, Mel Forbes, our chief strategy officer. You know, we're we doing a lot of things. And don't forget, we definitely having this conversation about Africa because, you know, so, uh, shortly we'll be having that conversation and getting that underway over there as well. But more importantly, the fact that the MFL is getting ready. I mean, I mean, really, we got the uh, we got a lot of people interested in the dance team. 
And as you know, there's still opportunity for internship opportunities here in the minor football league. And also, you know, you guys, you're getting a lot of guys calling. You guys can call now for registration for the minor football league. And like I say, you know, we're going to make sure that we're ready to go this year. We're signing guys early and we're not doing no cattle call, meaning we're not going to have a whole bunch of different uh, combines. We're just going to have a few combines and we're going to sign the guys. Once we get 40 on these teams, that's it. Each franchise, we're not going to do a whole bunch of combines. We're not going to do that. As you know, that takes a lot of time. And sometimes since we had these coaches in place, we don't have to worry about that now because we're definitely ready to go with the minor football league. And these are some of the things that we have in place and, and look forward to doing. Like you said, looking forward to doing very, very, very important, right? That this work continues and goes on. So we are super excited about all the great work that the Minor Football League has going on. The end, the Minor Football League is the locomotive engine, Dr. Miles the Basil. It keeps on moving, never stops, always laying down new track work, always laying down new track work to continue to build for the future. I was talking about the MFL, Dr. Miles. I know it's been a busy week. You've been everywhere, Dr. Miles. So many events. I know you most recently supported the Washington Commanders, right? And their breast cancer awareness panel. Great picture with you and general manager, Martin Mayhew, who some of the fans might have some words about out there right now, Dr. Miles. If, a fan, if Washington doesn't um <laughs> get back to winning football ways. But all that to say, you know, Tanya Snyder was there. Of course, she's the co-CEO, co-owner of the team. But just really powerful conversations. I know the MFL with their community work has also been uh, dedicated to breast cancer awareness, you know, supporting women, think pink campaigns, um, and just really making sure that people, one, have access to high quality health care. Two, women know, you know, their rights when it comes to health care. Three, making sure women and men have the proper information about when to get a mammogram um, and what questions you should be asking the doctor. And four, just being really active and vigilant, right, in the community, making sure that the community knows that there's support. So talk about the MFL and this initiative to also assist with Breast Cancer Awareness Month and some of the other community initiatives that the MFL is currently involved in. And October is also uh, the Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We know domestic violence is another big issue you know, in this country. It happens far too often. And unfortunately, Dr. Miles, we don't even hear all the stories because not everything goes reported. So, you know, this is near and near to your heart and something that, you know, you've made a league-wide initiative to make sure staff, players, um, and, you know, as many fans want to join in are able to to join us in fighting these causes. Absolutely. And it does touch home with me, as you know. I uh, lost my sister-in-law, you know, a while ago uh, with breast cancer, you know, and, and, you know, like I said, it does touch home with me. And not only that, you know, we, we like uh, prevention is the key to all of it. And we want people to go ahead and take those tests. You know, ladies, don't be afraid that, you know, find out, check yourself, you know, and you'll be able to tell if you're not uh, sure, then go to, a, to go to a, a health facility and get it checked out. And, you know, they make it very, very easy for you to get the kind of uh, assistance that you need. Also, you know, we, we just want people to understand that, that that's important. And again, getting on the domestic violence, you know, you know, hey, it's something that we don't want to talk about, but it's going on sometimes. Like I say, we, we need to have a conversation with sometimes, you know, everything that look good on the outside, that don't mean it's good on the inside. And, and you know, some people have some problems. No one is perfect, but I don't think you need to put your hands on a uh, 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 individual, especially a woman. I mean, they the most underrated and less protected uh, uh, 
people on this planet is women, especially black women. So, you know, I want to say to the guys, man, you know, you have to be more uh, uh, understanding, give yourself an opportunity to talk things out as opposed to fight. Because I always used to say, I don't like to yell at people or fuss because I don't want to say something that I have to apologize about for later. So therefore, a lot of people always say, why you just walk away? Because that's just something I do. Right. And, you know, you talk about black women, a quote that I always reference, you know, is by the great late Malcolm X. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. And the most neglected person in America is the black woman. And, you know, that's that quote. It means so much. And that's exactly why, Dr. Miles, you know, when I had the esteemed honor of getting awarded DC Sports Media Person of the Year by the Washington Chiefs Organization, that's why I dedicated that award to all the young Black girls, you know, out there. Because exactly what Malcolm X said, I know what it is to grow up a Black woman in this country and basically be at the bottom. (laughs) That's essentially what it is. You're all the way at the bottom of the totem pole, usually trying to work your way up. And it's hard because the thing about climbing that totem pole it's not fair for everybody. They don't tell you about the bumps and bruises, you know, the the, the pointy uh, the pointy points that are sticking out, the splinters that you'll get, right. you know, along the way, the setbacks and dropbacks you'll right. have, and you know, you have to have a tenacity. Um, you know, my my AKA chapter where the tenacious thing, a new chapter. You got to have that tenacity, I think, to keep in this industry, but especially when you're a black woman, um, you know, to continue on. So I say all that to say, you know. It's very important, Black women, that we represent for ourselves, advocate for ourselves. You know, so it was a great topic of conversation at the Washington Commanders Breast Cancer Awareness Panel. You know, like, don't always just take the doctor's opinion. Right. Uh, that first time, if you feel something or if you know opinion. something's wrong with you, yeah. you know your body the best. All right. It's kind of like, you know, when you don't feel good and maybe somebody asks you what's wrong and you're like, I, I don't know, but something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. You, you just know. know, you just know something's wrong. Right. Yeah. We know how our bodies work. So all that to say, please, please, please. If you have health care, take advantage of it. You work for it. If you don't have health care, still go to the doctor. Worry about that bill later. You don't get a second chance at life. I wish we did, but you have to take care of your health. And as we know, the healthcare system, unfortunately, you know, it's not fair for everybody. You know, health care is a it big topic be, of right? conversation. You see, every time we try to give health care to everyone, it becomes this big political debate. And but we have no problem sending millions of dollars to Bosnia. We're about to turn into a political show, Dr. Miles. But, you know, I say all that to say. Sometimes you have to say what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, let's be honest. You know, healthcare has been an issue with black folks for a long time in this country. Let's remember our late great leader, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he didn't die only because he got shot. He died because the first hospital that they took him to would not take him because he was a black man. Right. And they would not treat him. And unfortunately, as you guys know, I mean, well, not that people would know, but anytime that you do get shot or anything like that, anytime you have an extreme injury, you need to get treated immediately because of the blood loss, right? And because of the infection that can spread. And so it's very important. So, you know, could you imagine going to a hospital and being denied service? And that's their one job. They have one job and that's to serve you. You know, you pay tax. We pay taxes and all these things for people to give us back. So I just give that as a historical lesson, you know, for folks to remember. And more important, not to cut you off, when you take that hypocritical oath, it doesn't say do not treat a person because of their color. Right. You know, that's your job as taking that oath. And, and unfortunate, we don't often, you know, that doesn't apply when it comes to people of color. So, you know, in saying that, you know, 
you know, we really need to really take it serious. And, and even with men, you know, get that strain in there also. I don't yes. want it to go by for us men, you know, and we are people of color. We don't like to go to the doctor because we don't want to hear something, <laughs> bad news. But I'd rather hear bad news now than to not hear it and wonder what's creeped up on me later. So even that men get your screening as well, I'd set an appointment for mine. Uh, and I wanted just to be sure to make sure nothing wrong. And I would be remiss about it and say, you know, congratulations. You know, you did a great job down at the National Press Club, uh, you know, last week. So, I mean, won't you tell the audience about that award? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Dr. Ronzi. So I had the esteemed, I can't even use the name where it came. But it's the British are coming. <laughs> I had the distinct honor, you know, of, of being selected this year as a presenter for the 2022 Defense Media Awards. And if you don't know about that award, it honors the best in defense and aerospace journalism. Uh, so these are people basically, you know, covering military, you know, covering uh, new technologies, covering new technologies. On. And it was an honor. One, it was at the National Press Club, of which I'm a member, but it's the first time I've actually hosted something at the National Press Club. And if Say you just, that again, <laughs> that you're a member of. The I'm a National member of the Press National Club. Press Club, but now to host something there, it means yeah, a lot. Yeah. If you grew up in the city, you you really know just how distinct the National Press Club is. You know, it's a place where presidents have gone, some of the most esteemed events have happened. So to now be able to add my name, you know, to that list of people that have had a chance to host something there, it meant a lot. And for me to actually, you know, and this is why I tell people, don't put me in a box. Like, yes, I cover sports and entertainment mostly, but that was, an, you know, a great opportunity for opportunity for me to show what more I can do. You know, I've never been a person that can be placed into one box. I've never done just one thing, Dr. I don't even know what it is to just do one thing. I've never played just one sport. I've never just been in one club. You know, Like I've never just been that. Like, you know, I truly am a person that believes that, you know, I'm multidimensional and I'm going to always bring a plethora, you know, of things. How do you so. have the time for all this? Also, you did something. You was up there. It's why Howard people see me with bags well. under my eyes, Dr. Uh, Mom. Shout out to my no makeup bags. artist, Michelle, that yes. does a good time helping to conceal them. Tell us about the, the, uh, the platform you was up at Howard University. Man, yeah. So one of the well. groups I'm a part of, Minorities in Sports Business, it's been a great group to be a wow. part of. Is it any group you're not a part of <laughs> that has to do with me? Uh, don't say that because somebody might reach out to me, Dr. Miles, and I think I say yes too much. No, but honestly, it's a great group to be a part of. I'm very big um, in joining groups that advocate for more minorities in sports, sports business, sports culture, anything that touches sports. So it's a great group. I've been a part of them for a while now. Um, but I will tell you, uh, the fact that they, you know, did this at Howard University, a school that's near and dear to my heart. I've done, I've done so much with Howard. You know, I'm, I'm commonly on WHUR, which has been a privilege and pleasure. Well, someone went to Dominic White School. That's right. Cool. I, you know, I have that unique background. But people that know me know I grew up in an HBCU culture, so I know HBCU sports and schools well, even though I didn't go. And if you grew up here, let's be honest, you go to everybody's homecoming, you'll be on yeah. everybody's campus. Um, so, you know, it's different. Like, I think growing up in the DMV, like, you know, I was going to Howard since I was a baby, you know, going <laughs> for raids and everything. So Howard truly is a second home. I've had ment mentees that have went to Howard University, right. um, you know, covered Howard football, you know, special shout out to men's basketball team from Howard, you know, reaching out to me to cover them this year. Um, so very close relationship. It was an honor to be on their um, diversity sport media, diversity sports media panel. It was, um, that's my kind of, I love giving back that way. You know, I remember being in those same seats in those same class types of classrooms you know, uh -huh. looking at people on the other side, just thinking, I just want the chance to be like them. Mm -hmm. And it's humbling to me, you know, when I see people that say they want to be like me, I'm just like, like me. I'm Why so not? Who and I say that to like say me? that, you know, it, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, 
take away all the accolades, you know, and take. And I say this all no, the time. No, you deserve those accolades. I Don't take that. them away. But I said to say, like, you know, I'm still that girl from Germantown. Like, I know I'm a woman now, but I come from humble beginnings humble roots and so like i get really humbled when people you don't realize it when you're working a lot but like that people reach out to you and so they watch you they follow you they want to be like you it's kind of like wow and then honestly it's it's motivation to keep going though too dr miles you know we all have our trials and tribulations you know yes. don't let everything you see on social media fool you um you know we all have you know downtimes, dark times things that we're going through everybody's fighting a battle yeah. that someone doesn't know something about some shape or form but you know when you get that you know things don't, don't always go our way like i said social media might make you think that but it doesn't always go your way so to have you know these young brilliant, bright minds. And I'm somebody that loves being around black excellence. I really do. Right. Um, it meant a lot to me. So shout out to all the great students that organized it, all the students that came out, Howard University, the real HU, you yeah. know, giving them a shower shout out. Um, you know, it meant a lot. It meant well, a as lot. you know, big game up there today. Big uh, game for Howard. I'll be watching Howard. I got to watch my Terps as well. A girl is busy trying to watch all these schools. And by the way, shout out to Morgan State University who had their homecoming uh, this past weekend. Great job. Morgan State Bears. We love we love homecoming season, Dr. Miles. A great job. There well, Clyde Downey's at there. Bowie State University Bowie. had their homecoming uh, two weeks ago. Bowie State, yeah. Yeah, Bowie. I said Morgan State, Oh, Dr. Morgan. Miles. Oh, yeah. Keep I mean, up with the HBCUs, oh, Dr. I, Miles. You know, I forgot that, that, you know, the coach up there left Bowie and he's up there doing a great job up there at Morgan State. So, you know, uh, kudos to him as well. Yeah, so we like to see, you know, just all of that great stuff. But I know Morgan fans might not be the happiest because I saw the final score, Norfolk State 24, Morgan State 21. It's always tough to lose homecoming, but guess what? Yeah. There's always it's another game. game. It was a good game. So, you know, hey. Uh, and people had a good so. time. I saw the pictures. Right. You, know, if, you know, as we talk about HBCUs, let's bring this back to the minor football league. I and mean, the minor football league has had a long commitment to working with HBCUs. Of course, we're talking about historically black colleges and universities. We want to make sure people know our acronyms. You know, because mm -hmm. you always got to educate the folks. You can't always right. assume. Um, but Dr. Miles, I know you've met with HBCU presidents and leaders. You talked about Cloud Downey. You know, you know the athletic directors at HBCUs. So talk about the NF. Talk about the MFL's commitment to HBCUs because obviously this has been a big topic of conversation. The actual number of HBCU athletes. That one get invited to combines, but then two actually make NFL rosters. You know, has been it's been a question. It's made people kind of scratch their head, saying, "Why do we see all this HBCU talent, but somehow it's not transcending to the top level of the National Football League?" So, how can that talent transcend to the minor football league? Well, you know, the guys have to realize that it's not that you're not good enough to play in that other league. It's not enough room. And I also want to give a shout out to Sewell. Uh, you know, Tom Sewell up at uh, Morgan State, he played in the MFL. Matter of fact, he played with the Washington Chiefs. And I was fortunate had an opportunity to coach him when he did play in the, in the MFL. So great job. And I always want to yell out to, you know, players, former players that's doing great things in the community and in the coaching ranks. But we need to get these young men to understand you want to got an opportunity. The MFL provide that opportunity for you. The NFL had 32 uh, franchises. You have what, almost what, five, well, how many thousands of universities uh, in, in, you know, in the country? You do the math. You know what I mean? It's right. not enough room. It's just simple right. as that. So want these young men that we want to give you an opportunity to play in a professional league, get your opportunity 
to uh, work on your skills and, 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 you know, give you opportunity to get to that next level. And that's what we do with the dance team as well. We have a lot of girls that left the MFL and went to the NFL dance teams and made it, you know. So that's the great thing about the minor football league. Documentation be conversation, I always say. So, you know, if only we get these young men to take a look at the MFL, come experience what we're doing. You get an opportunity to play or you want to just sit on the sideline and watch other people play. Stop making excuses about, well, I didn't get this opportunity. Well, the MFL giving you opportunities. We're going to sign 60 players per franchise, and we got 32 franchises here. So that's a lot of guys that wouldn't ordinarily get an opportunity to play in this other league. And a lot of leagues popping up and popping out, but you notice we celebrate 30 years of the minor football league, and we still here. We're not perfect here, but one thing about it is we're still here. We're not a fly-by-night uh, league that all these other leagues popping up, and they pop out. You know what I mean? But when you look at the minor football league, we're still here. Give us a call. Go to our website. Look at what we're doing. Give us a call. We're not doing, and I, and I say this to you again, I want to repeat this, we're not doing a cattle call. And if you don't know what that means, we're not going to have a lot of tryouts around the country. We're not going to do that. We're going to sign 60 players and we're going to we're going to have these few camps and we're going to sign the best players we get at these camps. So we're not going to do all this uh, different places, having these combines with guys that have to travel around the country. We're going to have combines in the area that we had the franchises in. Very, very important, obviously. So. You know, super excited about that, Dr. Miles. Um, you know, you, you just talk about all the great stuff. And, you know, I want people to know, you know, Dr. Miles, when he's talking to you all, he's talking from a place of passion. Uh, you know, he loves this league. He started this league. And he's seen it continue to grow as the league celebrates 30 years this year. But, Dr. Miles, let's talk about the vision, hope, and goals for the future with the Minor Football League as we look forward to the next 30 years. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, home ownership. We, we want... We give you an opportunity for ownership in this league because what made that other league great besides us being a part of it and doing things to make the, the National Football League what it is now, you have an opportunity to own a franchise. We want people to under, of color to understand generational wealth and how to pass it down. You know, right. we're not, you don't have to wait for nobody to pass that leave you no money. This is an opportunity for coaches, ownership, we want to teach you the business side of professional football. We want you to understand. We want to teach you what the other league don't want you to really know about. You know, they want to use you like a Dixie cup. Soon they use you, they want to throw you away. But the MFL is not like that. The MFL want to teach you about economic development, ownership, coaching opportunity. This what the MFL want to do. This is what I'm looking forward to doing. So when I, whatever happens in the future, we can say the MFL started people of color and gave them the opportunity to, to own these franchises. Who knows? We, we're not, we, and don't get me wrong. We're not trying to be like the NFL. They, who they are, we, who we are. But I do have a agenda for this league. I always have. And I want, and I want to see that materialize, you know, we, we want that to happen for people of color. So, you know, before you look away and say, I'm not going to go over there, I want to wait for me to call you in the NFL. You'll be 90 years old wait, if you live that long, by the help of the Lord, waiting for them to call you. Why are you going to do that when you have an opportunity? I think the new rule in the uh, 
in college. Why are you guys going to a Alabama where they got all five-star players, a blue, a five-star athletes? You waiting to play when you can go to one of these other universities and you can start. You see the impact that is happening around the league. You see a team, a Notre Dame, get beat by a. Uh, 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 you look at the team came from uh, up in uh, Baltimore. I mean, think about it, man. These kids are blue chip ball players too, but they going to schools that they can play. Give them an opportunity to play, and that's what you want to do. Why sit on the bench for three or four years when you can go somewhere and play three or four years? That makes sense to me. So uh, hopefully, you know, Marshall people see Marshall going there and handle Notre Dame. Uh, and these kids choose to go to a school like Marshall or different schools and get an opportunity to play as opposed to sitting three to four years. And I think that makes sense now. Right. Like you said, as opposed to sitting three to four years. So all that to say, Dr. Miles, you know, it is important that that guys out there know, you know, the minor football league, it's the league that wants to give you an opportunity. The minor football league sees you. We hear you. Um, that's why we created this. And so we created Dr. Miles created this league and I've become, you know, part of the vision as well as the rest of the NFL staff and executive staff, you know, and I, and I think, you know, many of us can relate to knowing we have a talent, Normally, we want to do something, but just not having the platform. And well, the right is a terrible thing to waste. And right here, you have a league that's offering you the platform, an opportunity to be a part of something that's continuing to be built and be in continuing to grow. Um, you know, come join the MFL. You know, whether it be the next one, the next year, or the next thirty years. You know, whether that's as a player, whether that's as a coach. Whether that's as an owner, whether that's as a lifelong MFL fan, you know, we want you here, whether that's as an intern, whether that's as a new staff member, you know, the MFL has a place for you. All the MFL has for is folks that have a passion for the game, are dedicated to the game, and will work hard for the game. Integrity, excellence, and commitment in what, Dr. Miles? In all that we do. In all that we do. The MFL tagline. Coming up with the Minor Football League, though, we're excited. Make sure you guys look out for the Moxie Award coming up October 26th. Um, Minor Football League being uh, one of the finalists. We'll see if the MFL is named. Dr. Miles, once again, congratulations on this esteemed honor. I know this is for you and your team. I know you'll be representing the MFL at the dinner. Uh, You know, tell us, you know, win, win or lose. You know, we'll find out. Which hopefully it's a win. But, you know, what what does it mean, one, to be a finalist for the Moxie Award? But then, two, what would it mean to win that award? Well, it it means that we are being recognized for what the organization doing as a whole. Right. And, you know, it it brings more light on us in in terms of uh, Fortune 500 companies that look and say, wait a minute, let's take a look at this MFL. You know, they are doing not only things on the field, but in the community as a whole, you know. Uh, they're trying to educate uh, people. And like I tell people all the time, it's not the Negro League now. Right. The minor, this is the minor football league. So we don't want people to think that the league just want African-American. No, we want anybody that can play and want to be a part of this league. So, uh, you know, because I'm an African-American, but believe me, the MFL is the laboratory chain for everybody. So winning that award will mean... Uh, and not only for me, for the league itself, it says a lot for the league and it gives us the recognition that we so, so deserving of and to put more of uh, a light on this league. So, you know, for us to even be finalists, that's big. 
But, I, you know, I always tell people God's in charge. I got a feeling we're going to win this thing. And that'll be great when we do We're win rooting it. for you, Dr. Miles. The entire MFL community is rooting. Matter of fact, if you, if you, we would love your help. You know, please, 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 if you're on social media, you know, why don't you put Minor Football League, tag our social media accounts, hashtag Moxie yeah. Award. You know, put your favorite thoughts, comments, memories about the MFL, you know, for what the league does, not just for, not just on the football field, but what they do in the community, how they change young men's, young women's lives, community members' lives. We'd love to have you part of that on social media. And talking about social media, make sure you're following the MFL. First off, our website is our one-stop shop for everything you need. MFLisHere.com. Again, MFLisHere.com. Make sure you put an MFL, not NFL, all right? And all the guys. <laughs> um, Facebook, MFL, those fancy three letters. We also have, have a National Minor Football League page, of course, because you know there's two conferences here. So make sure you like that page as well. We have the MFL Dancers page on Facebook as well. Show some love to that too. Um, on LinkedIn, you can put Minor Football League. On YouTube, Minor Football League Inc. Um, and then on Twitter at MFL Experience. And on Instagram at Experience the MFL. You can also listen to old versions of our shows right here on DC Radio. All you have to do is download the DC Radio app to check out any shows that you've missed. And also our YouTube channel. You can also see some of our video shows and video interviews. So basically Anything you want to say on the league, you can look it up online. Thank God for what, Dr. Miles? Social media. And I always say, you know, the great thing about it, documentation beats conversation. And, you know, I say all the time, if you don't have pictures, if you don't have videos of it, it never happened. It never happened. Dr. Miles, why don't you take us out? We got less than a minute remaining. You know, let's switch this over to Dr. Miles' corner. What's the last thing impression you want to leave folks with as they think about the MFL this weekend, as they think about the MFL the week going forward? You know, what's something that you want them to remember and stick with from this show? Uh, well, you know, understand that you need that conversation. Some people need a conversation. And I want you guys, if you have any problem, please reach out or reach out to us. Reach out to a family member or something. These are, that's the closing remarks for us. All right, Dr. Miles, thank you so much for taking us out. Once again, we appreciate you all tuning in. Here, we'll be back, same time, same place next week. So make sure you set that alarm clock, set that dial for 11 a.m. so you don't miss the show. But once again, if you happen to miss it, I know stuff happens in life, you can once again go back and listen to it in the DC radio app. Special shout out to Max Myrick, our general manager of the station. And a special shout out to Shane, our producer extraordinaire. We appreciate your help as always. Gotta shout out the people behind the scenes, folks. They're actually the ones that help make the magic happen. They're the very important people. But we appreciate you all tuning in. We always want you to keep inside the what, Dr. Miles? The MFL. Inside the MFL. See you guys next week. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Inside the MFL, the official sports talk radio show of the Minor Football League with your hosts, Dr. Richard Miles Sr. and Kelsey Nicole Nelson. For more information, visit MFLisHere.com or the MFL page under programs at DCRadio.gov. Experience the MFL. How can we experience the MFL? The Minor Football League. Here's information on how you can experience the MFL. The Minor Football League was established in 1993 by founder and CEO Dr. Richard D. Miles Sr., a league created for the people and by the people. To learn more on how you can experience the MFL with the MFL team in your area, visit experiencethemfl.com or go to the MFL is here. The MFL. 
the laboratory of change. Copyright MFL. No portion of this audio may be reproduced or re-recorded without the written permission from the minor football league. Visit experiencethemfl.com. This is a Mad Voice production. <laughs>